The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. This week on the Pet Buzz, we're talking about keeping your New Year's resolutions with the notable author and scientist, Dr. Stanley Korn. So you got a puppy or a kitty over the holidays. Helen Woodward's Mike Arms is with us talking about making the adjustment and so much more. Find out what pet and pet-related products I sniffed out from CES for pets and their owners. And dog coach extraordinaire Krista Wickens is here with us to help you to help your pet shed a few pounds in the new year. Good morning, I'm petronologist Charlotte Reed, and you are listening to The Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio where we want to help you take better care of your pets. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. Dr. Fleck is out on assignment, but before we get started, I want to introduce our new staff member, Nate Hedgman. Nate is our new recording engineer. We're so excited to have him, and he's a dog owner. Nate! Welcome to the Pet Buzz. Hey, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. And you're a dog owner, yes? Yeah, I am. Uh, You have a rat terrier. A rat terrier, yep. Its name's Luke. Well, let's move into the show. We're going to start out with some celebrity pet news. Seems that over the holidays, one of our new favorite couples is Justin Bieber and his wifey, Hallie Baldwin. They adopted a dog. They are the proud parents of Oscar... And they took to Instagram to show off their new toy pooch. Bieber shared a photo of Oscar kind of perching on his tattoo shoulder. And he captioned the picture, meet our dog son. His name is hashtag Oscar. He also captioned another picture with doggers. Kind of cool, kind of cool. You know, if you remember, Justin had a few other pets. He had a dog that had died a few years ago, but you remember that situation with the monkey that was quarantined in Germany? He just kind of left the monkey in quarantine. He got a, a lot of bad press for that. Then there was the boa constrictor he took to a concert. Then he had a hamster. He gave it away to a fan. So we wish hashtag Oscar love, health, and happiness with his new family. Justin, he looks like a keeper. Okay, so we're going to move on to our global news block. I got to admit, it's been a horrible year for Facebook. Beset an endless stream of scandals involving, you probably know it, user privacy, data breaches, hate speech, fake news. The shine has come off a company that once seemed unstoppable. You know, governments in the United States and the European Union have questions as executives and public hearings. And the campaign to delete Facebook has moved from the call from really now a full-grown movement. But not everyone is joining that cause. It seems that animal shelters and rescue organizations in particular find Facebook to be an invaluable tool. It seems that the social network's vast reach of 2 billion users really deal with a lot of versatility and affordability. I mean, it's free to use. So animal shelters and rescue organizations can really help more pets 
than ever before. So according to Kimberly Adams, a social media director at the ASPCA, she says social media allows us to do so much to help animals. It saves lives and that they can't do business without it. So if you're looking for a dog, check out some of the local shelters in your area and look at the great adoptable dog pictures that they have up. You might just find the dog of your dreams. So next up, I got something I think every pet owner needs to think about. So check this out. A Kentucky man had been arrested after he reportedly stole a dog and held it for ransom. It seems that this 40-year-old guy, Jarrett Wilkerson, is accused of breaking into a woman's home, stealing her possessions, and stealing her white pit bull. While the woman was showing surveillance videos of the burglary to the police, she got a text from this guy threatening her dog's life if she didn't comply with his demands. She responded by making plans to meet up at a specific location, give him the ransom money, but deputies met up with him instead and they arrested him. He reportedly told police that this dispute began because of another dog. Now he's facing multiple charges, including burglary. The dog was found safe inside Wilkerson's car at the drop point. But I think it's really important to recognize that people will steal your stuff and they want to steal your dog now. It's crazy. Before, nobody wanted the dog. Now they want the dog. So I got another horror story. And it's about the crazy things people do. This really mentally disturb people. So I want you to think about who you're in a relationship with. So now, and of course, it has to do with the Eagles fans. You know, those are wild fans anyway. So upset about an Eagles loss, Philadelphia Eagles loss, the playoff loss on Sunday last week. A 31-year-old woman, she was drunk. She attacked her girlfriend inside their hotel room in Hanover Township in Pennsylvania. She got so upset after she beat up her girlfriend, she put the girlfriend's dog in a microwave. That's what the court record said. So she was taken into custody on the assault charges and the police found, you know, marijuana, of course, you know, in her pocket, you know, big deal. I mean, like they, the news stories are always saying marijuana is legal in all these states. Okay. But when they went through the hotel room, they checked the microwave and they found the white Pomeranian dog. It's, maybe there's something about white dogs these days because the white pit bull, now the white Pomeranian. Now the microwave had never been turned on and the dog was unharmed. But the oven was too small because you know these microwave ovens. Some of those white Pomeranians are like little fatties, little chubbies. And the dog can barely turn around and stand up, but really had limited ventilation. So this Kirsten Gaskins of Philadelphia was charged with simple assault, harassment, cruelty to animals, to say the least, possession of a drug and drug paraphernalia. And she was released on $20,000 unsecured bail. Now, here's a good time to chant, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. I mean, what are these crazy people doing? Now, I heard Eagles fans were crazy, but this one, she takes the cake. So, okay, I want to end this, this news segment on an up, kind of an uplifting note. It seems that a foster family is in Illinois is... Com- is helping to complete a bucket list for a dog that's dying of cancer. So poor little Loretta, she's a yellow lab. She was dumped at a local animal shelter by her owner with a really large stomach mass, the size of a melon, they said. And although the local veterinarian removed it 
unfortunately, the cancer had spread to her lungs. So she didn't have really long time to live. But a local family got the community together to make her feel loved in her final weeks of living. So this little yellow lab, Loretta, she had been serenaded by Christmas carolers. They took her to Chicago for Christmas. She got loved by a bunch of first graders at one of the local public schools. They hugged her and kissed her. She went to a senior party, so she got love from old folks. She even was on TV, subject of a TV segment. So, you know, something like that makes you really feel good. That even, even though she had a very, not such a great life, you know, she was a breed bitch, lived outside most of her life. When they found her, she was tested positive for heartworm. But this family took her in, did the best they could for her, and got their friends and people in the community to really make this dog feel love toward the rest of her life. I think that's exceptional, really. So my question to you is, in this new year, what can you do? How can you help better a dog's life? If you can do something to help a dog have a better life, please do it. Or the other thing I'm always fascinated is the bucket list. If you had to put a few items on your dog's bucket list, what would it be? Tell us what you would do. Write me at team at thepetbuzz.com. Post it on, you know, the Pet Buzz social media channels because we want to know. On that note, we're going to take a commercial break and be back with Dr. Daniel Corrin, who's going to talk about keeping those pet New Year's resolutions. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. There are thousands of dogs and cats housed in shelters that need your help. Local shelter professionals and volunteers give their heart and soul to help unwanted animals and deserve your support. Americans give millions every year to national animal organizations. But unless you give to your local shelter, you can't be sure that money will make it to the pets that need it most. Adopt, volunteer, and give to your local animal shelter. To find your local shelter, go to humaneforpets.org. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and my co-host, Dr. Fleck, is out on special assignment. Even so, we enjoy being with you each week talking pets. As 2019 has started, many people around the world have optimistically set themselves up with New Year's resolutions. But by now, a lot of times... They have dropped them. But it's really important to know that some of the most common aspirations for this coming year in the U.S. are to exercise, to eat healthier, and to save money and to reduce stress. Well, according to the University of Scranton Department of Psychology, people who take more time out to make resolutions are 10 times more likely to change their lives for the better after six months than people who aspire to do better but didn't make formal New Year's resolutions. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But, you know, this is a pet show, so we're going to talk about making New Year's resolutions for your pets. 
And who better to do this than Dr. Stanley Korn? Dr. Korn is a professor emeritus at the Department of Psychology at the University of British Columbia. He is best known to the public for his popular books on dogs and on general psychological issues. However, within the scientific world, he is also a highly respected scientist, having done research in a wide range of psychological areas. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Dr. Stanley Corrin about making New Year's pet resolutions. Good morning, Dr. Corrin. Thank you so much for joining us today. So let's talk about New Year's resolutions. I have a quick question for you. Have you made any for yourself? I cannot make very many New Year's resolutions <laughs> occasionally, uh, but, but not very often. Now, what about for your pets? Because I know you, how many dogs do you have now? Uh, I have two. Okay. The uh, old guy is Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Mm-hmm. The young, rambunctious one is a Nova is a Nova Scotia duck towing retriever. Ah, uh, that's right. I remember that. So, do you make any New Year's resolutions for them? No, the, their lives are guided by a New Year's resolution which I made when I had a beagle. Uh, you know that beagles have a tendency to run a, a bit on the pudgy side. Mm-hmm. And I was really worried about him getting obese. And so uh, I made a New Year's resolution to measure his food instead of doing it by sight uh, when I was feeding them. But I think that's and, a good New Year's resolution. Um, and so uh, they are all affected by that ever since. because I, <laughs> Every you know, dog from now on. Every dog. Uh, has every corn dog from, from now on. Well, you know, none of them are pudgy. <laughs> so, no, that's good. I mean, but, you know, the thing is, that New Year's resolution is very simple. You just have the scooper in the food bin and you measure it out. That's, you can follow that. Yes, and but you, you have to remind yourself, okay? Yeah. No, I have to, and, I have to know. I have and, to know this. Have you ever just stuck your food in the food bin like almost everybody I know who has a dog? Well, I mean, you know. I know you're a fancy psychologist in psychology today and books and everything. Tell the truth. Have you ever just stuck your your fingers in there? uh, Well, I mean, you know, I used to. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got these two little measuring cups, you Mm -hmm. know, over there. One for the big dog and one for the small dog. (laughs) So basically, uh, you've just continued this resolution, like, for the last few years on to and continuing until... With the Corrin dogs. But I don't yep. think, is it, do you think it's hard for people? I mean, or should I ask you, should people make New Year's resolutions for their pets? Well, you know, the four most popular resolutions um, uh, that people tend to make for their pets is the, to get their dog uh, to have more exercise, mm-hmm. uh, to spend more time with their dog, to get some additional training for their dog and to control some aspect of their health, usually their weight. Mm-hmm. And those are the four uh, which people tend to make. But if you make all four of them, you're not going to keep any of them. I mean, the the data says quite clearly the more New Year's resolutions you make at a single time, the fewer resolutions you're going to keep. In fact, there's one wonderful study uh, uh, which was conducted in England a few years back, and um, it showed that if you made a bunch of New Year's resolutions, uh, by the end of January, uh, 23% of the people had completely forgotten even what the New Year's resolutions were. <laughs> <laughs> the following. 
<laughs> but no, I, you know, I'm always curious of, you know, like what we can do to get people to stick to their resolutions, you know? Well, the first, the first thing is you make one resolution at the year, okay? And that makes it much more likely. The okay. second thing is you have to remind yourself about that resolution. So, um, you know, the, a dear friend of mine, um, uh, made the resolution that he was going to give his dog uh, more exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he was very ambitious about it. And I pointed out to him, you know, first of all, if he, if it, if it's that global, then he's not going to keep the 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 uh, resolution at all. So I said to him, make it simple, okay? Make it, you know, you're going to add five minutes to your to your walk every day, or you know, and and um, that's a nice simple one. And I said, and furthermore, to remind yourself, you know, hang up your leash near the door, so that that will remind you, because it's now in a different place than it used to be. Mm-hmm. That worked. I mean, you know, because it was a small resolution. Uh, but if you make this sort of global kind of a thing, you know, I'm going to give my dog more exercise. Well, you know, where do you start and how much is more exercise and that sort of thing. And while you're thinking about that, it's cold outside. And, you know, you have the ingredients for a hot toddy and so you forget. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say the key is how much. And I was thinking, well, maybe you should just go get the dog a treadmill. And then you can kind of hang out. And yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always amazed. Like people always, I mean, you know, I think my goal is to uh, do a little bit more training for my dogs this year, especially my two younger ones. Um, and that's it. I didn't really set a goals for my dogs. Just because I'm with them all the time. I'm home all day. I mean, they're in the car. They come to the studio. And, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I, I use measuring cups. I don't know. I always, you know, for me, if I couldn't do the sticky thing like you, because I'd forget the stickies, you know? <laughs> I love stickies. I probably have a million of them. But then I just would forget to write, you know, write the note. Well, it, it, it's like for the my uh, younger dog, um, we're trying to get his retrieving under control. And so, you know, I didn't make any formal resolution on this sort mm-hmm. of thing, but I... Um, uh, left uh, a soft uh, retrieving object uh, on a ball in a bowl uh, on the uh, uh, dining room table, and um, you know I have one of these Alexa things, and I have her give me a reminder every day uh, at two o'clock. Uh, the reminder goes off, and I get up and I work for fifteen minutes with him, and that's my break instead of getting another cup of coffee. And so, you know, you can say that that's my resolution this year is, is I'm going to get us retrieving under control. No, I like that. That's like a CES story, you know, computer electronics show. The voice assistant of Dr. Corrin, Alexa, mm-hmm. gets him up to like play fetch with his dog. I kind of I dig that. On that note, I'm going to let you go. Give us your website because we're going to get people to read your blog. It's uh, Canine Corner on the Psychology Today website. Okay, Canine Corner on the Psychology Today website. We love that. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you got to share some time with us. And now I got an Alexa story to tell everyone. Well, everyone, that was Dr. Stanley Corin, author of Why We Love the Dogs We Do, How We Speak Dog, and Born to Bark, My Adventures with an Irrepressible and Unforgettable Dog. Love that, Dr. Corin. Woof.
Well, next up, we're talking with Mike Arms from Helen Woodward Animal Center. He's one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. He's going to talk about, you got a dog, now what do you do? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. This show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm pet Charlotte Reed, and Dr. Fleck is out on special assignment. You know, we enjoy being with you each week talking pets. So did you get a puppy or kitten over the holidays? Is the reality of what to do with your pet finally settling in? Do you need help? Joining us today to talk about this and so much more is Mike Arms, the president of Helen Woodward Animal Center in San Diego. Mike is a pioneer in the animal welfare industry. He is recognized worldwide as the creator of both the International Pet Adoptathon and Home for the Holidays adoption campaigns, as well as the Remember Me Thursday adoption awareness campaign. Mike is credited in the last 40 years with saving the lives of millions of orphan animals. So I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce you to my friend and one of my favorite mentors, Mike Arms. Mike, I'm so glad you're with me today. Thank you for having me, Charlotte. It's always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Well, you know, so many people don't really know about Helen Woodward. So tell us a little bit about Helen Woodward and how has it changed since you've been there? Well, I consider Helen Woodward facility to be the facility of the future. Uh, we not only have pet adoptions, we have therapeutic riding program. We have our own horses to help those with physical and mental challenges. We have two hospitals, a small animal practice, a large equine hospital that is like a community hospital that if your horse comes here for a surgery, the surgeon's going to bill you, but then my hospital's going to bill you. We have the largest children's education center in the nation because we know we want to change tomorrow. We have to talk with the children today and to teach them about animal welfare. So there's so many different things that we do, but we're under one umbrella doing it. And really, it's so much more than that. I mean, you have made some really drastic changes. I mean, all the a lot of the programs that you mentioned are programs that you implemented. But what was it like before you started implementing these changes? Well, they had some of these things going on, but they didn't. They weren't successful. They were failing. So all I did was bring a business sense. And then we were able to add so much more. Now we have a mobile vet clinic that we go down and we care for the pets of the homeless because 
those pets shouldn't be forgotten. Somebody should be caring for them. So we feed them. We vaccinate them. Now we spay and neuter them with the mobile clinic to help them out. We also become teachers. Organizations come here. Every six months we have a three-day workshop where we teach organizations from around the world how to be more successful, how to market their pets, how to promote their pets, how to increase their adoptions and totally decrease euthanasia. So the only thing I brought different to them was a business way of doing things. They were almost bankrupt when I came here. Now they have millions of dollars in the Millions bank. and millions of dollars. <laughs> and we're very lucky. We're about to open our brand new pet adoption facility, a 32,000 square foot state-of-the-art pet adoption facility. Unbelievable. All the great work that you did. So, Mike, you know, it's such an interesting time, you know, the first few weeks in January because people always are, they, they're coming to the realization they have a pet now. And what are they going to do? The holidays are such an exciting time with the new Felix or Fido, but now it sets in the schedule, the repetitive nature. I, I know that you created, you know, home for the holidays. Do you find that after the holidays, some people get nervous about what to do with the dog or cat that they've acquired? What advice do you give them? Well, there's, there's quite a bit of advice, and every organization should be doing the same thing. But the big thing is, you know, adopting a pet from an, a reputable organization, we're going to be there for you for the life of the pet. When you have problems in housebreaking, we have trainers on staff that are going to help you through this with no cost. We're going to give you advice. We're going to tell you what you need and how you need to do it. We need to train you more than we need to train the pet. So you're, you're definitely repetitive at home, and you teach the pets the right way to do things. We start off by the time you adopt a pet, instructing you what to expect when you get the pet home, what you should and should not do, but that's what we're here for. We want to make sure that the pet doesn't come back because you lost patience and weren't able to take care of it. We're going to help you right from the beginning. And that's a great point. I think a lot, when you adopt a pet, you want to have that resource, those resources, so that if you do need help, you can go back to that um, animal shelter, animal organization, and have them help you or answer your questions so that you do have exactly. a successful adoption. Exactly. Well, as I just said, if you've just joined us, we're here with Mike Arms, president of the Helen Woodward Animal Center. Mike, this is a time of the year that many people make resolutions. Can you think of one resolution that can be helpful to our animals? Well, I think the big thing that people can do, if they really care, you know, a lot of people say, well, I care. A lot of people say, well, I couldn't come down to the animal facility because I love pets too much. Well, then I guess that means that we hate them. That's why we're here. But it's not true. We all love these pets. And if you really are going to make a commitment, because we were put on this magnificent planet to share it with them, we're here to protect them. So if you have the time, why don't you go to your local animal facility and volunteer? You know, those pets love to get out of their runs and take a walk. They love to get love. They love to get pet. They love to just be part of mankind. So if you have the time, please go down and volunteer at your local facility. You're not doing it for this facility. You're doing it for the pets that are inside that facility. And I mean, I think that's a great idea. And there are other ways that you can volunteer. You could have a, a food and toy or supply drive. I mean, shelters need 
lots and lots of help doing lots of jobs. I mean, maybe if you're a photographer, you can take pictures. You know, like Mike said, there's so many things that you can do. Well, you know, one goal people always make is to find new employment in the new year. They always think about finding a job that they love. What can you tell us from your own experience about for you know foraging a career in animal welfare? Because you've had such an interesting career. Well, I think the most important thing is you find a reputable organization and they need to hire professional people. You know, you can't walk into a pet facility and look at a pet and say, I love you, and that's going to save its life. You need people that know how to market, how to promote. You need professionals. You know, just because it's called nonprofit doesn't mean that you have to be um, taken advantage of. You should get the same pay you're making someplace else. My vice president of operations is a CPA. She worked for Deloitte and Touche. I want that brilliant mind. She loves cats. I want that brilliant mind to help me with animals. I want the best PR people out there. I want the best marketing people out there. My pets deserve it. So if you have a degree in any of these things or training in any of these things, please start seeking. If you love animals, then find the organizations that could really use your help. Again, you're not doing it for the organization. You're doing it for the pets, but you have to mandate that you don't get underpaid or mistreated. You know, it's such a great point that you make. And Mike, I'll have to have you come back and tell your story. But, you know, Mike started out as an accountant, correct? Correct. And and it was just by happenstance that you ended up at the ASPCA, isn't it? That's true. And you had no well, interest in working agency. there when you first started, right? I just couldn't believe that things were going on with pets that were happening back then in the late 60s. And now when you look back, and I mean, other people who are fans, you know, they look back and they see what an enormous impact, not only on the animals, because I've mentioned all the millions of animals that you saved, but Mike has made such a tremendous impact on people all over the world, including me. And I want to thank you so much, Mike, for all that you do and just, just, just the time that you give people as well. But Mike, before you go, I want as many people to learn about Helen Woodward as possible. So give us your website. Sure. The website is animalcenter.org. Animalcenter.org. That was Mike Arms, a savior to so many animals. When we return, we're going to talk about CES and all the great pet tech products. Oh, half of my heart's got a grip on the situation. Half of my heart takes time. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. 
EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and country. You know, technology is changing our lives on a daily basis. It even is changing the way we take care of our pets. Moreover, innovation in pet care is helping consumers to monitor their pets' health and wellness and safety. Just last week, I got back from CES, the Computer Electronics Show. It's an annual trade show organized by the Consumer Technology Association. It's held in January at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And the event typically hosts presentations of new products and technologies in the consumer electronics industry. As I do every year, I got to see some of the coolest technological advances created from folks around the world. This year, some of the big trends were 5G, obviously faster connections, 8K, higher resolutions, especially with TVs and cameras. There was a lot of AI that's artificial intelligence, like robotic dogs or robot dogs that provide companionship. Uh, By acting like real dogs when you pet them, their eyes bat, they kind of nestle up to you. It's kind of cool. Then there is AR, augmented reality. So just imagine this. Imagine shopping in a virtual pet store and trying dog clothes on your dog. That sounds pretty cool. There were even gadgets for getting healthy and some gadgets specifically for pets. So today, I want to talk to you about some of the things I saw about the gadgets that that get your pets healthier. So one of the things that's really interesting is we're going to start with the health trend of personalization. So you've probably seen this on the news. DNA testing is so helpful now. It's really used for a lot of preventative measures in humans and now for pets. So we've seen dog DNA tests but now we are seeing cat DNA test. So, you know, if you're a cat lover, you know you want the best for your cat because your family loves that that cat. So knowing your cat's genes will help you better care for them. That includes ideal nutrition and environment. So a company called Basepaws is building a new pet health brand focused on genetics and personalized nutrition. No one knows your cat better than you, but you'll be amazed what you can find out through their genetics. So This is the company's first consumer project. It's the cat kit. It's the world's first comprehensive DNA for for test cats that I said. It's what? The company's first, this is the company's first consumer product, the cat kit. And it's the world's first comprehensive DNA test for cats. So Basepaws launched at CES uh, with a new report and a new version of the product. So how you do it, you need to collect your cat's DNA by swabbing the inside of his cheek, similar to what you do for humans and dogs. But here's the thing, for cats, you have to collect their fur, okay? So once they analyze your cat's DNA, you're gonna get a full report about his ancestry and genetics. Now, also gonna compare your cats to other cats in their gene pool, but you're gonna get advice about personalized health. You're gonna know about his behavior patterns as well as nutrition information. Additionally, once you subscribe, you're part of the Base Paws family, and you're going to be able to get the latest scientific research about cats emailed to you on a regular basis. So I think that's pretty cool for you cat owners who might have gotten a, you know, an American cat at the uh, local shelter, and you want to know a little bit more about him. Maybe he's a larger cat, maybe a certain coloration. Uh, maybe he does certain things. He's a little bit more active. So this ancestry and genetic testing is definitely going to help you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about health and wellness. Now, I thought this was super cool. Sharp, you know who they are. They, you see them everywhere, all their products. Well, they have a patented plasma cluster 
ion air purifier that can reduce microscopic pollutants that traditional filters can't trap and to provide cleaner and fresher air and remove odors. Now, here was the thing if you're a pet parent. It helps remove odors from the carpets, the drapes, and the furniture. And people don't realize that unless you are cleaning on a regular basis, your house is going to smell. So if it can get the odors out of the carpets, the drapery, and the furniture, that's a huge plus for pet owners. So this plasma cluster ion technology, it's been tested and confirmed in 17 tests by laboratories in the United States, in Asia, and in Europe. And it's shown to significantly reduce certain bacteria, viruses, mold, and fungus. Okay, so even better. Gets rid of the odors, cleans the air, but really reduces this bacteria, virus, mold, and fungus. And that's the stuff that gets you sick. And what's really interesting that these tests include in the PCI technology to be effective in reducing the infectivity, I like that word, infectivity, of canine influenza, providing a healthier and better environment for you and your pets. I mean, as you probably know, canine influenza sprung up in about 2015, and a lot of dogs have died from it. So if you can do anything to reduce that, I think that's super helpful. But not only in a pet home, I think this would be great. I think this would be great in a vet's office, kennel, as well as a pet store, a place where there are a lot of dogs. So if you've just joined us, we're talking about my trip to CES and some of the technological finds that appeal to pet lovers to help them care for their dogs and cats. Okay. Now, let's talk about some specifically pet products. Um, you know, they always say health and wellness together. I always think that health and happiness go together with your pet. You know, it's kind of cool. So there was a brand called Dogness. Okay, and they developed a complete ecosystem of products that can help you connect with your pets, whether you're home or whether you're away. The product line, oh, it's great. It's just really nice looking, can fit into almost any home. Um, has a dogness mini treat robot. It's actually a robot, it spits out treats. And there's the dogness smart cam feeder, which can like you program it and the food comes down, especially if you're traveling or you're gonna get home late. You can make sure your dog eats on time. Then there's the dogness smart fountain. So your dog has the circulating water all the time. Then there's a, a smart cam treater, which you attach to the wall. And you know, they all have cameras on it. So you can see your dog, you can call your dog, interact with your dog, say, hi, Morrow, hi, Ty, when you're at the office working, making money so he can live well. So he can stay home. But my favorite was this iPet robot. So with this iPet robot, pet owners are able to see their pets through a camera, hear their pets through a built-in microphone, interact with their pets by feeding them treats, and they can play with their point, but they can play with their pets through an interactive laser pointer. So like Nate, you could be, you know, here and your rat terrier. What's his name? Luke? Yeah, Luke. Yeah, Luke could be chasing a laser pointer. So when you get home, he's not as like Hyped up. Yeah, no, that that would be awesome. And he could hear your voice. So pet owners have full control over the 360-degree mobility of the robot. And also, you know, the robot's nice because it's kind of like a companion. So Hallie, my assistant, she got a one of those uh, shark eye robots. You know what I'm talking about. So her cat thinks it's his boyfriend. He, like, hangs out with it, sleeps by it, jumps on top of it. And chases it around when it's moving around cleaning the house. 
So I just thought that was really cool. So the Dogness app can, are, is really secure because a lot of times you do these apps and they're taking pictures and videos. People wonder if they could see inside your house if you know how to break in. But this is very secure. And that's really important. Security was another big issue because you're always using these apps. You're always using these cameras. And that was one of the another, another big theme at, uh, at CES. And then there were a few other products I thought that were pretty cool that you guys would want to learn about. Okay, so Simple Human is one of my favorite brands. And for years, I've talked about their lock garbage can, which you can still find. It's black. It's $49.99. You can pick it up at Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond. Now they have this great new garbage can. I have to get one. And it works. It's voice activated. So I can say, open can, and it opens. Now, in the past, when they've had motion sensor, for my dog, Hannah, and I've talked about Hannah, how greedy she is, my golden retriever. So Hannah could walk over to the sensor, the motion sensor, and the can would open up, and then she could go in and feast on the garbage, which, of course, would possibly get her sick and cause me an expensive vet bill. That, but because, you know, Dr. Fleck is a vet. We don't have to worry about that. But I still would have to worry about her eating crap and being suffering and discomfort. But now this one is only voice activated, this can. So I can say open can and the top opens up really like you know, I can hear the opera music. No, not, not seriously, but it opens so gracefully and it's not bark activated. So Hannah couldn't go over to it and bark and have it open up. So that was really cool. So I like that because one of the biggest problems is dogs get in the garbage can. So the other thing I like was Ecovac's new robot vacuum. Now, this one uses AI to recognize stuff on the floor, like shoes and dog toys. It, it actually will vacuum around them. Now, I don't know if you know this, but they have a deep bot now that actually will do both. It'll mop and vacuum. Now, that was cool, but that's the one on the market now. So you could see it spraying and mopping, or when it's on, and if it's near the carpet, it, it won't spray over there and it won't mop over there, but then it can go on the carpet after it's done mopping your floor and then vacuum. I mean, technology is so amazing and it's so much a part of our lives. I want you to learn more about these pet tech problems. Visit my website, me, charlottereed.com and then also the social uh, media pages for the pet bus. I wrote a little article up there. So we're gonna take a commercial break and then come back with my dear friend, Krista Wiggins, the dog coach, talking about exercising our dogs in the new year. But tech is just, it's unbelievable. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, visit www.epi-pet.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. 
how intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The dynamic pet duo is back at you. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Dr. Fleck is on special assignment. We are giving you some pet buzz to get you and your pet through the week. You know, the top resolution for 2019 is to get more exercise. So let's apply that to our pets. Other than taking your dog out for a walk, what can we do to provide our furry friends with some more exercise? Wouldn't you agree that depending on where you live in the country, there could be some exercise challenges? For example, if you're in the Northeast, the Northwest, the Midwest, or the West, you have cold weather challenges this time of the year to get your pet outside. But for those of you who live in the warmer parts of the country, like me, like in the South or the Southwest, you have some challenges too, but it depends on the time of the year, right? Well, joining us today to talk about giving your pet more exercise is our friend, Krista Wiggins, a canine coach and the owner of PetZen, a major distributor of dog treadmills and canine fitness products for canine professionals and dog owners. Krista, what's up, girl? Good good afternoon, Charlotte. I'm so excited to be here with you. We're always excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us why exercise is important for all dogs, not just big dogs, but all dogs. You know, exercise is important because it's really physical enrichment, um, the action of improving and enhancing our dog's lives through movement. And when we think about it that way, that negative connotation that comes with exercise, I think, gets um, moved to the background. And, and we really need to focus on that it is physical enrichment. Cool. I know my dogs are sitting here just like laying around. They need some exercise. Okay, so other than walking Fido, what can we do? Right. So, you know, best exercise for our dogs depends a lot on um, different aspects of the dog, whether it's their breed, their age, their natural instincts, um, what is available to you in your environment. And so I think we really need to look at those things before we can say there is uh, just one certain exercise that's best for dogs. But in general, if you think about exercise as stimulating them both mentally and physically, those are the types of activities that you want to do for your dog. Like swimming. That can work. Exactly. Exactly. Swimming, um, so for Labrador retrievers, often is, is a great exercise. Their breed naturally takes to that. Um, agility events might be something great for border collies. Uh, scent work for a Jack Russell Terrier. So you can see how that um, instinct of, of their breed plays into it, but also their age. So there's certain things that, you know, we wouldn't want to do with puppies that we do with a dog that is more mature. For instance, uh, concussive exercises like jumping, uh, running too much for a puppy whose growth plates haven't closed yet is is not something we would want to do. But we could steer them to something that is more on the, the lines of play and mental stimulation, and even swimming can be good for them. Yeah, and I think that's cool because a lot of people don't realize like play is mental and physical, and they're different types of play. Exactly. I mean, you can make it fun uh, setting up an obstacle course, 
that they have to move around in the house to mentally get them uh, engaged. Uh, puzzles are another great activity to do to engage them mentally, but they have to work at it. So energy is being expended. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's so much that is involved with exercise that doesn't just mean it's a regimented activity. Um, and then I think by adding the play element to it, it makes it more fun for us and our dogs. Yeah, I, I like that too. So uh, treadmills, treadmill a good investment? Ah, so this is also a very good question. Um, and I think the answer is it depends. Not always. See, not, like, that's what know, I like about all. you, Krista. You're not trying to sell me a treadmill. It depends, <laughs> you know? It depends. Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, it's not, not the perfect solution for everyone. Um, for For people who find themselves asking or making the statement that I don't have time to exercise my dog or uh, I'm too busy or the weather isn't great. And so the dog's physical um, well-being is is not being met. Then I think, yes, that's time to look at at, uh, another way to give them activity and exercise. Um, But also budget. If it's not in your budget, what other things can we do? Uh, I like the treadmill for many reasons, but I think the biggest is that it does engage them mentally and physically, and you can do other exercises on it besides cardio. You can do sit-to-stands, low-level um, strength exercises that also help them with their, their overall fitness level. But, you know, there's some instances where maybe the dog is very old um, and you want to get the dog out, but he doesn't have or she doesn't have many years left in them, then probably purchasing a treadmill at that point in their life is not the ideal thing to do. Uh, I think it's good for puppies to introduce them to moving surfaces, but again, you wouldn't use it for um, concussive uh, regular running on it. That's not really for them. So maybe going to a fitness trainer or a gym where you can expose it to them would be a good idea, but maybe not owning one at that point is the, is the right move to make. I have one. And actually, to be honest with you, living in Florida where it gets real hot in the summertime, I don't like to walk my dogs. I mean, even in the early morning hours, it's hot and you get all sweaty. So I have them get on the treadmill. Not for a long period of time, a few minutes. You bring up a really good point, Charlotte, because Weather has a huge impact on how we exercise our dogs. As you mentioned before, in the Northwest during the winter um, or the, the northern states, it's not always ideal to get outside and it's icy, so it can be dangerous. But in the southern states, when it's warm, sometimes the pavement's too hot for them to walk on as well. So, you know, it can be used in the summer months. So it, I like to think of it as a supplement to other things that you're going to do with your dog. And above all, when you're thinking about exercising, it's it's really good to think about keeping the environment rich. So there are many different things that you're doing to mentally and physically stimulate them at the same time. You know, it's interesting because PetMate makes these indoor, outdoor toys. They're like, they look like terry cloth towels. And I love (laughs) them because you can throw them around in the house and not worry. And I'm going to put a picture up uh, on our social media pages so you can see what they look like. I love those toys. And I have a bunch of them because, you know, the dogs are running around when you're spending more time. And when I lived in New York, I mean, you know, my dogs went out four times a day. 
But even in the cold winter months, and it was a combination of myself, my ex-husband, my dog walker, but four times a day. But you know, when it was really cold, I mean, with the jumpsuits and the clothing that they had to wear, they'd go to the street and then, you know, do their business really quickly and come back in. And also the other challenge is when you live in an urban environment, you can't really walk your dogs because there's salt on the ground. I mean, this weekend coming up, it's a big snow weekend, right, across the country. And people are going to put that rock salt down. It's not like they use a safe paw, you know, which is great for for dogs. So it's really hard to get out because every like, you know, you walk a foot and your dog is is crying because his paws are burning from the salt on the ground. So that also makes it very, very difficult. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you're lucky if you live in a suburban environment because then what you do is you throw your dog in the car. I mean, you put him in the car. I don't mean throw the dog in the car because uh, some people are so literal. But then you just go to the dog park. But you got to want to stay out there. Last question. Okay, because, I mean, it is the new year, and a lot of people have already, like, broken their resolutions. Um, what do you do to get motivated to get your dog, to, for you to help your dog exercise? Because let's face it, we get busy. You know, uh, yes, and I think it's the same answer that uh, is for us in exercise, and that is to start creating a habit for it. And the easiest way to do that is, put it on your calendar, which in this case, in day and age, it's on our phone so that we have an alert that says, need to exercise um, my dog's bongo. I need to or exercise bongo. And if that alert comes up and I realize that I haven't exercised bongo, then that gives me, um, you know, a time to say, okay, I need to, to block out 10 minutes, 20 minutes just to get the dog uh, some movement and activity. But having that alert I think is very important because we do get absorbed in our daily activities and we tend to tune things out. One thing that we don't tune out is our phone. So having it there, alerting us every day, at least makes and brings a consciousness to it that, um, that can help us be better pet parents for our dogs. I think that's great. And you also have Alexa. Well, on that note, Krista, I'm so glad that you joined us today. Can you give us your website so we can learn more about you and your products? Yes, and Charlotte, thank you for having me on the show. I always enjoy talking to you and Dr. Um, Flex, so I I appreciate it. And um, yeah, so my address is dogtread.com. Awesome. Well, that was canine coach Krista Wiggins and owner of Pets and a major distributor of dog treadmills and canine fitness products for canine professional and dog owners. We're going to take a commercial break and be back with more Pet Buzz. Before he was a major league pitcher, threw a no-hitter, and then a perfect game. Before he made history, Mark Burley was just a kid, cut from his high school team twice. Before Bear taught himself to predict seizures and inspired thousands by saving his owner's life, Before he became a hero, he was just another dog in a Texas animal shelter. There's hidden potential in all of us. We just need someone to see it. Find it at adoptapet.com. I'm back and you're listening to the Pet Buzz with Pet Trendologist, Charlotte Reed. Unfortunately, it's time to wrap the show. But before I go, I want to give you a preview of what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about pet-friendly airports and women sleeping with their pets. And I can't forget to thank my guests. So special thanks to Dr. Stanley Corrin, Mike Arms, and Krista Wickens. And we always want to thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. 
Now, if you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com and we will take your comment or your question and cover it on next week's show. Just so you know, you can always follow along on our social media channels as the show airs. We post our notes, our thoughts, and of course, pictures so that you can have a thoroughly enjoyable experience as you listen to the show. But if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.